That's right, Chuck. Hello there. Assemble. Ninety nine nerds podcast. This is Austin with Sean. Hello, David. It's the Finger three guns. of us. Bing bang bong. This is pod racing podcasting, and we are here today with episode forty four. To talk about the double digits, Sean, you saw Oppenheimer how many times? Not once, not twice, not three times. How many times? Four times. So, Sean, for episode I, forty-four. I got to ask you, what the heck is wrong with you? Why did you see that movie four times? Um, because uh, I'm compensating for something. I don't know what that means, but I'm praying for you. That's like oh sixteen. That's like sixteen hours of uh, Nolan. Coming straight to the twelve, dome. just twelve. Oh, okay. Um, so, Sean, why, why four times? What, what was it that kept drawing you back? What is it? About it's a good this, movie. This Oppenheimer character. It's a good movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. What would you say uh, compared to other Christopher Nolan stories? How does this rank? So, uh, in our previous episode, I spent a lot of time talking about the issues of Nolan's uh, audio mixing. Right. And also kind of the phenomenon of why he's trying to do these 70 millimeter IMAX format things. Right. But uh, I think this movie fixes a lot of that stuff. I'll Mm. say it's kind of hectically edited. It's a very fast paced movie, even though it's three hours long. A lot of snappy dialogue, back and forth, back and forth, scene to scene to scene to scene. Yeah. It at times the movie feels more like a montage Mm. than just a regular story. I'm glad I saw it multiple times because then I kind of was able to like absorb everything that's happening in the story. Gotcha. So I heard that there is something very important about the black and white scenes versus the color scenes. So yes, uh, if you see the trailers, you'll notice that there's some stuff is in color, some stuff is in black and white. The black and white stuff focuses on uh, a side character named Louis Strauss, who is kind of the antagonist of the film. He was a, a politician who was not a big fan of Oppenheimer. And so the film doesn't just focus on Oppenheimer, the man and his research with the Manhattan Project, but it also focuses on their relationship with each other and kind of how their uh, feud started and how it affected both of their lives going forward. In fact, interesting thing about the movie is you're watching it and you know it's a movie about the Trinity Test. It's a movie about the construction and development of the atomic bomb. And you are sitting there waiting with suspense for that moment of the film where the bomb finally goes off. Mm-hmm. It actually happens almost exactly two hours into the movie. Oh, wow. And then you're like, okay, but wait a minute. This is a three hour movie. Like what the heck is left? Like why, <laughs> we should just like get going now. Right. But uh, the final act of the film is actually really, really good too, because it's all of the post um, world war two development with uh, Oppenheimer, how he was involved in the government and how his, his credibility both was built in the eyes of the American public, but also how it got really, really, really strained with all that attention on him. Mm. So he's a complex character and uh, it makes for a very complex, deep, pretty powerful movie. Um, I very much enjoyed it. I would give it a nine out of 10. Dang. Wow. High marks from Sean. You know what? I also gave a nine out of 10 though that I saw Mm. Barbie. Don't run from the Lord. Oh my God. You hit that Barbenheimer, dude. I did. In like, I was one of those weirdos. You watched Barbie, and then you you just stayed in the theater, right? Pretty much. Dang. Double showing. Were you wearing a pink jacket? That no. Reversed? Some people were though. Some people were wearing like the half black, half pink shirts. Dang. I saw that they have, uh, they've got a lot of Ken merch. Yeah, Ken is like secretly the best part of that movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. I actually was like, wait, Ken was a really fun character. The best part about those scenes with uh, with Ryan Gosling is like when he shows up, he's literally me. Okay, I don't understand that. <laughs> I am Ryan Gosling. I am Knuff. What do you think, David? I haven't seen it, and I won't see it. So you won't see Barbie. Why not? Because <laughs> no, I'm a guy. <laughs> no, it's it's a fun. I think it's fun. I think it's fun intentionally for guys. <laughs> I don't know. I think the movie celebrates men a lot more than you'd think. Who uh, who has like ownership of Barbie? Like, what streaming service would that go to? America, probably Netflix. <laughs> oh, you mean like 
It's probably up for the highest bidder. It's Warner Brothers. Is it Warner Brothers? HBO. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. No, Dave, don't wait till it's streaming. I have to. Oh my god. I'm not giving them any more money. What about Oppen Jobbers? Dude. Oppen Jobbers. It's kind of like, yeah, I get it. Like we blew them up. (laughs) I don't know. Like I had no part in that. It was before I was born. That's true. You didn't have any part in that. (laughs) I uh I don't know. It's like, why why relive the past? The, mm. Let the past die. <laughs> Kill it if you have to. Like the shot, baby. <laughs> Dang. Uh, so, I mean, everybody's raving about Nolan, though. You, it, you would say it was a good That's the one show. thing. It's a, it's a Nolan movie. Yeah. You, almost, you almost have to watch it. I, I, I feel like I've seen Nolan on the media circuit more for this movie than ever before. People are asking him his favorite movies, which apparently is like Talladega Nights or something. I'm seeing all these like quotes from Christopher Nolan answering questions, he he never does like media circuit ever. Yeah. I've never heard I, a quote from him in any capacity. I didn't know what he looked like until recently. <laughs> it's true. He must be pretty proud of this movie, I guess. He's going out. What there. if I told you this might be the last movie, big blockbuster movie in theaters? Dang, dude, I don't know what's going on with this. You got the stuff. you got the writer strike. You got the actor strike. I thought you were gonna say this is Nolan's last movie. I don't think that's true, but... I was going to say, he I went mean, out with a bang. How, oh my gosh. You son of a gun. <laughs> it doesn't have to end like this. <laughs> I heard a theory coming from someone who knows nothing about the strike. I, it's essentially about like streaming service revenue and then like the threat of AI, right? Yeah, that's maybe like, not Maybe not equal parts 50-50, but yeah. Those, okay, those so a things. couple of the key points. Somebody theorized that what they want these streaming platforms to do is like open their books up as far as revenue so that they can divvy it up more equally. Somebody theorized that the streaming platforms are not gaining as much viewership and revenue as everybody thinks. And by opening it up and saying like, all right, we'll show you everything so that we can make this more equal. They're actually going to be shooting themselves in the foot because They'll say, look, our viewership is actually down quite a bit. And and because of that, then the funding for all these new projects and movies and shows is going to go way down. So, yes, we will divvy up the revenue more for you. But now that you can see everything, we actually don't have any money for that new movie you are going to be in. So now you're so now you're jobless. Yeah, it's all supply and demand. I mean, if you just overload the people with content because there's so much dude disney plus really just even star wars like i hate to say it but uh what's his face kevin feige said they're gonna re re reevaluate moving forward because they realized like bob Iger said they realized like oh she hulk didn't perform well they just (laughs) saturated the market with mcu content that was not top tier and now like nobody wants to watch it. The thing about how strange it is that you can have the highest grossing movies of all time. Right. But every time you put out a movie for hundreds of millions of dollars in production and marketing costs, it's a gamble. You could lose a lot. It's true. You know, they're putting 200 plus million dollars into Secret Invasion and nobody likes it. Nobody's even seen it. (laughs) That's a topic we wanted to talk about. Um, We're not watching secret invasion <laughs> i didn't see it i don't particularly want to i watched the first episode but how was it i was like that girl either looks like the girl from game of thrones or the girl from solo so i told emily and she goes yeah they're both the same person <laughs> oh <laughs> amelia clark <laughs> well, there you go that's her uh didn't you say mom watched it yeah mom says she hated it <laughs> dang <laughs> didn't get approval so you know that's not good yeah no uh i've heard two things about secret invasion the roadie stuff and the that chick stuff amelia clark amelia clark her character apparently breaks everything poor amelia clark is in like all these big 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 giant movies she was in uh, obviously game of thrones star wars uh terminator like she's just getting access to all these things and then she just they just kind of all bomb Dang. Where did she start? I wonder if she's like cursed. Was it Game of Thrones she started? West Philadelphia. It's hard for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's hard <laughs> for me to say uh, where her kind of first role was, but that was definitely her big breakout role. I think for sure. Do you want to talk about Game of Thrones, David? Dude, that show. <laughs> oh man, dude. It's so good, but it doesn't make you feel good. Uh-oh. That's the best way I can say it. 
<laughs> literally every season finale is an oh dude like you fall in love with a character and then they die in the most gruesome way that you could ever imagine that's what that, i've heard about game of thrones and that's why i've never watched that's it. that's why i don't want to endorse it i don't want to write my name next to it saying well you did it. in two other previous episodes no, so now no, you gotta backtrack I, I think it's a great show but it's not a great show <laughs> it's not wholesome they uh yeah there's a lot of nudity a lot of messed up scenes um it's very gory like the death scenes are pretty nuts Ain't nobody um, got time for that there's movies of like people dying and stuff but like there's this like rule like you don't show kids dying sure like you don't go there yeah yeah this show doesn't care about any of that so they'll just do whatever they want why can't um, more movies be like extremely goofy movies sean oh bruh <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna say oppenheimer actually I, although i really like the movie i thought it's a great movie i think it also it does suffer from like it's r-rated you have to walk into it understanding and expecting that it's R-rated. I wouldn't recommend it for kids. And it does have uh, at least a couple moments of like gratuitous nudity that just seem to be... In some ways, they're artistically valuable, but in other ways, you could have shot it more tastefully. Mm. And then there's at least one part early on that just feels like... It's like cringy. Yikes. It's like, dude, cringe. Well, I texted Miranda. We could go see it, but now... Never mind. <laughs> Never mind, honey. You think that we're maybe we're just all getting exhausted by all the, the this the sex and the and the violence. I mean, probably. Are we boomers, dude? Oh my gosh, I'm the boomers. It just happens so fast. <sighs> give me them. Give me some new balances. That's what it is, man. What kind of shoes are you wearing right now? Uh, Brooks. That's one step away. I feel like I, I actually messaged somebody on Facebook Marketplace this morning about some New Balance running shoes. What the heck, dang! You need help? A forty-five-year-old man who cuts his grass at him. You want to <laughs> get him to run? Get him to live in those grass-stained sneakers, so you know they're good. <laughs> you wear them with the cargo shorts and the high socks. Oh God! And a nice polo, dude. I don't know. I'm just like I'm upset today. You're mad? It just. The superhero movies aren't the same anymore. They all kind of suck. Every it was like, but Dave, what about Blue Beetle? That'll cheer you up. No, dude, I don't even. <laughs> and that's not even like any kind of racist stuff either. I just what? what? <laughs> What's wrong with Blue Beetle? I'm because he's blue, no, isn't it? <laughs> I blew. I accidentally blew myself. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias Funke. Rest of them. That was a good oh. one. Not, dude. I'm excited for like the Latino community with this. Like, the <laughs> the representation. You're excited for them? Yeah. Who else have they had? Nobody. Neymar, and he's out. George Lopez abusing. Oh, he's in the movie. In Sharkboy and Lava Girl. <laughs> um, he's Modoc. Excuse me. Excuse is me. Uh, Spy Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Spy Kids. That's true. They are the same movie. It's it's so hard to determine which one's which. Dang. Dude, yeah, just the nature of of movies nowadays. Nothing's nothing's original. It's like we need something new. What about Ahsoka, Dave? That's new, dude. I got a that's hot know. on the heels. I actually I didn't watch the latest trailer because I didn't want any spoilers. I'm not gonna watch it either. I don't want any expectation. I don't either. Let me down slowly. I really wanted to watch Rebels first because it's supposed to be that's, like Rebels season five. That's probably a good call. I I would just if you're gonna watch Rebels, maybe just watch the last season again. Just yeah. to see, like, what was Sabine doing again? I mean, I know what happened with Ezra, but what was what was the latest with Ahsoka? What was, like, the last episodes that she had shown up? Mm -hmm. um, Rebels is so good. It is a good show. We've talked about it. It's a lot of time committing to that, but... It is. I was joking with somebody, somebody that works, works uh, at my business. They work for me. <laughs> How can I phrase this? Uh, one of my employees, me and them were talking and they had just like they said they wanted to watch Star Wars and I was like, all right, here's what you do. And I broke it all down. I'm like, but you can't exclude Clone Wars and I'm going to hold you to it. And it's important that you see this. There's 66 episodes or no, there's like 120 something episodes, 66 hours of content. That 66 hours is just as important as the 18 hours of movie. <laughs> Obviously half joking, but also completely serious. Just seems like a lot. It's a lot. Like I good. can't watch all of Rebels and Clone Wars before Ahsoka. Not at this point. No, you don't have to watch all of Rebel uh all of Clone Wars. I'm but also I, I'm not I'm not excited about Ahsoka at all. I heard a rumor Hayden might show up. Hayden. 
Isn't he? Don't be hating. Isn't he gone though? By the no. that show, nobody's ever really gone, Sean. He's Vader. Yeah, but Vader's. This is after. This is after Return of the Jedi. He's gone. He's dead. Yeah. He's no. Dead. Yeah. Yes. This Ahsoka's is this is, Man, this is Mandalorian. Yeah. This is after the Empire Falls. This is the this is post Mandalorian. Oh, she's probably gonna have those flashbacks. Like, oh Kenobi. my gosh, just <sighs> and dredging the dredging the the dredging flashback the, of her watching Anakin and Padme making out. That's what I'm talking about, well, dude. Why would she be doing that? <laughs> Not on purpose. I, I think. That's the biggest problem right now. Everybody is so caught up in what worked back then that they're trying to remake it. Toy Story 5. Look at Disney. (laughs) Every every time they do something, it fails. So what they do is they make the live action version of the cartoon that everybody is still watching. They're remaking Snow White. They don't know what to do. And that's why I appreciate Game of Thrones so much. Sure. They're not trying to make you feel good. They're not writing a (laughs) cheesy story. It is a great story that is written. Yeah. And nothing goes the way you want it to. Mm. So, yeah, you feel empty, but you don't want to stop watching. Everything does feel like we're either going to go back and give you more information about the stories and characters you already know and love, or it's we're going to remake, you know, the Snow White that came out in 1937 or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's every Marvel movie is a superhero who is against like the craziest like world ending situations Mm -hmm. like oh my god the world's gonna end if we don't stop this Mm -hmm. so they just make them super op and that's why batman is so great batman doesn't have powers and he still finds a way to win and he doesn't kill people (gasps) so he has his own and he's literally me (laughs) sure (laughs) sure i thought you were ken uh i guess anybody could be under that mask even you. Like I said, give me three inch boots, tie my hair, call me Bruce. <laughs> well, let me let me th- tell you what I think might be a problem. It's the fact that there is more content than can ever be consumed. Mm-hmm. Now, food. Let's think about food. There's right. people out there whose entire it's career and job is making food. Right. Food. Bless them. Food scales well. <laughs> Sure. The more mouths to feed, the more food you need. Right, right, right. The more food you create, the more mouths you eventually have to fill. Like, Dude, like, it like all this scales. Analogy. This but, is good. But media doesn't work like that because yeah. all of us can be watching one show. Mm-hmm. Everybody's obsessed over Lost, Game of Thrones. Everybody's like attached to something. And while we're all attached to this one thing, in the background, there's 10,000 other movies and shows yeah. being produced that nobody has a chance to see. Right, hundred percent, dude. That's I, right. We need shorter work weeks. Forget. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I need just, more time to watch. But for just, for just, <laughs> just to watch shows. I, I love like any other like uh, any other like generous or like ma- malevolent idea of social reform you had. <laughs> it's not about that. It's just about, I just want, I need more time to watch these shows. It's, you realize by saying that you're just creating another job that has to be fulfilled. Yeah. Nine to five, <laughs> sit here and watch all the episodes of New Girl. Dude. I did that. I watched all of New Girl. <laughs> Have you seen New Girl? I've seen a couple episodes. That's a good one. I've heard it's good. John Cena's in it. Doesn't mean new anymore. I heard there's two people named Winston in it. Yeah, you just ruined uh, an episode later on. Well, <laughs> but it's a solid name. That reminds me. You know who's in Oppenheimer that blew my mind? First of all, everybody's in Oppenheimer. The little man. What? No, what? I was gonna say. <laughs> you remember the bomb? The bomb. <laughs> the bomb. Oh, <laughs> yes, the fat, fat man. Fat man. Little. Fat. Fat little man and fat. Boy. Nobody knows. It's not important. Those you know who's in the, the movie? Fat you know who's in the movie? Little timer. The, remember the Santa Claus with Tim Allen? Yes. Yeah. You remember Bernard, the, old, the head elf? Yes. <laughs> He's in Oppenheimer. I saw a picture. It's he, like mind blowing. He's so old. Yeah. It broke my head. He's like, just like unrecognizable, he's but he's also so good in the movie. He's not supposed to age. What does he play? He plays um he plays another scientist who's like kind of one of Oppenheimer's best friends who also was on the project. Gotcha. Josh Peck is in it. Dude. Of course. Megan. Josh is in it. Josh Hartnett. 
Maybe you've seen a little movie called <laughs> Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh, dang, he is? Black Hawk Down. Dang. Pearl Harbor is a great movie. Josh Hartnett looking like like a dad is like a really weird thing. I haven't seen the guy in like 15 years, and he's just like... Since He's great in the movie, too. Everybody in the movie's great. Wait, wait, wait. Since 1941. Pearl Harbor happened before we nuked Japan, right? And that's why we nuked Japan? Pearl they Harbor was the inciting incident of us yeah. getting into World War II. Did so, they go into the Pearl Harbor at all? Nah. They actually, is a he the pilot so from I'm, Pearl Harbor? That's what I'm going to ask. Oh, my gosh. No, he plays a scientist. Crossover. He's both. Maybe he moved up the ladder. Wasn't he the one that was a POW in that movie? Piece of no, work. he was uh, <laughs> he was he was a pilot in the movie, and at the very end of the movie, they were part of the Doolittle raid, which was the um, first kind of counterattack we made against Japan, right? Right after Pearl Harbor, right? And his plane crashed in China, and they he got killed by Japanese soldiers. But then Ben Affleck survived and had to raise Josh Hartnett's son. Dang, I misremember Damn. that movie. I thought he survived, and then he came back to find. Ben Affleck macking on his chick. Ben Affleck was the one who went missing and then found, then he suddenly, oh my gosh, he's actually alive this whole time, but Josh Hartnett had already gone into the DMs. Oh my gosh, what have I done to this mic? Help. So anyway, Pearl Harbor. (laughs) Speaking of food, from like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, top five sub places go because oh, I've got a top five. Well, then you go. All right, so I'll go. Fine. Uh, number five, anything that's not Debella's. Wow. <laughs> number four, David had a negative experience at Debella's and he will never forgive that one employee. And the entire business has been ruined in his eyes. What because happened? Of, because of one incompetent employee. What did they do? Was the manager? Him. No, this girl. It doesn't matter. Dave, you got to tell the so story. So I order Debella's. <laughs> Over the or online, right? Online. Okay, the internet. I I order a sub by name, right? So when there is a sub that has a name, usually that sub has a certain concoction of ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> and this lady decided to put bread and meat. No cheese, no lettuce, no onion, no sauce, nothing. She put meat and bread. I got home took a bite and said what is this <laughs> so i went back i said hey you didn't give me anything that the sub names on your website she goes oh yeah you're supposed to ask for that like specifically I said then why is it by name with these ingredients those right. ingredients weren't in this sure she goes that's how i mean that's how we do things now and so i called before i went back up and they said we'll remake it sorry so I go back up and she goes, oh yeah, we'll just give you the ingredients we didn't put on. You can put it on your sub. And I said, no, you said you'd remake it. That's, that's the more only work. reason. Right. <laughs> it's more so that's the work. only reason I'm here. She goes, okay, we'll do it this time, but next time. And she was so sassy. So I'll never go back. I do not endorse this negative view of Debella's. I think they have fine subs. They're they're not even worth talking about anymore. So number five is like anything else. Hundreds, thousands of restaurants. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you go four. to Walmart and get their sub. Okay. Not the Subway in Walmart. Walmart sub. Right. Number four, I'm going to go Jimmy John's. Jimothy John's. There is something about their bread. What is it? It like just puts you in like a drunkenness. I don't know. It's wow. so good. Cheesy used to work at Jimmy John's. Jimothy. Yeah. And then he became a cop. So that should tell you something. Coincidence? He saw a lot of crime. But what do he's you like, think I got to stop this. But what do you think about Jimmy John and all of his trophy hunting? I don't I don't have opinions on anything wow. like that. So one person can ruin the franchise of one business, but not the other. Wait, got Jimmy it. John's, what is he? Who is he killed? He like killed a rhino or something. I don't remember. Oh, that's not a big deal. No. He goes every year on big game hunts. So people have a problem with it. Well, yeah, let him do it. I mean, he only has to do it for a few more years and then he can't do it anymore. I guess there won't be anything left. Yeah. Go ahead, David. Uh, number three, pot belly. Sure. Oh, dude. Dude, their hot peppers kick you in the throat. I've never had pot belly. Dude, pot belly is pot belly's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a grain to their like bread. I, that's the only way I can describe it. It is so good. Mm. Yeah. I had it for the first time on my way to Jamaica. And it then, sounds like uh, bread has, has a lot to do with your sub experience. Yeah, and the sauce. I'm a saucy boy. It's I like, like my sauce. <laughs> you are. God, you are. Lost in the sauce. Number two? Number two. <laughs> okay. 
Number two, I am going to say Jersey Mike's. Mike's Way, sauce me up. <laughs> Onion me up. Lettuce. What is Mike's Way? Mike's Way is the vinegar, no, the oil. But yeah, Mike's Way is gross. Oh, oh. dude, get out. <laughs> I don't Mike- want... I Listen, I eat a sub... It's all the idea of the sub is all of the ingredients are contained inside the bread. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to like hold it and then like the oozing. Oh, I have to wash dude. my hands afterwards. Dude, you don't even have to drink anything. You're drinking and eating when you're eating your sub. That's gross. <laughs> How many pairs of jeans and t-shirts have been ruined? I have a certain pair of jeans I wear <laughs> when I uh, eat Jersey Mike. Jersey Mike jeans. My Jersey Mike jeans. All right. Well, JMJs. Number one best sub ever. Bring it. It's going to surprise you. I'm not sure what you're going to say. <laughs> Bushamis. Go to Bushamis. No, this isn't what you think. Bushamis. The ciabatta sub. Oh. Oh my gosh. It is the best sub I've ever had. It's wow. so good. The dough is so soft. <laughs> so good. I just want to get the good out of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, I could eat it every day. Bushamis is legit what's, for every meal. What's ciabatta mean? Is it just the... Uh, the kind of bread or the shape of the bread or yeah, it's a type of bread yeah it's like a flatbread type yeah it's not hard it's super soft and it's like parmy and buttery and <laughs> it's so good dude. i don't like parmesan Parmesan's overrated remember how austin came in it. here and like, okay i'd austin love to watch you in here a little bit ago and he was just like wolfing down panda express yeah, yeah i went i went full panda mode and i haven't eaten yet today. it was it was a pandemonium <laughs> it's a pandemonium yeah pandemic Nice. So yeah, pandemic. Uh, well, that's great, David. That came out of nowhere. I know. I'm happy you got that <laughs> off your chest. Sometimes there's things on my heart that need to come out. I think we should. That's do that. what this podcast is for. We should do that every week. We should have a segment where we just get a top five off of food. our chest. Top five food. You can do whatever you want, dude. David. Really? Do you mean that? I mean that. <laughs> it's your podcast too, Dave. But not every week. And not you every time. (laughs) (laughs) Every fifth episode, one of us will do. No, we could do that more regularly. I'd be down for that. How about a top four? Because this is episode 44. Um, Oh, or a top 44. Top 44. I can't think of top 40. I can't. I could barely think of my top 44 numbers. Top 44 states. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell us what the six that you don't like. Excluding. Um. Ohio. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, the ones I've been to, I guess. Oh, man. I haven't been around the country that much in hindsight. Yeah, but you just went to Italy. We will. Once this podcast count. blows up. It doesn't count. Dude, we'll be hitting conventions. I don't know if I want to travel out, that much, though. Catch us out in Boise. I don't want to get too far away from my bed. At a 99 Nerds rally. We could give away a PS5 and start a uh, riot in the streets. Like that Twitch streamer did. Is that what that was about? Yeah. It was a, over a PS5, or was it something else? He he said he was going to do a massive giveaway. It was a PS5, but... That's not massive, nor a giveaway. That's like, it's, the PS5 is how many years old now? I don't know. Aren't they still super hard to get? No, they just made it easier. Did right. they? You can get it now. I have a PS5 now. Oh, wow. And I didn't even I want... I barely easy. even wanted it. Oh, shoot. No, I enjoy it. Teasy got it for me. Uh, Teasy's the goat. Um... Yeah, I, I think it was just like he said, I'm going to do a massive giveaway. And then like 5,000 people showed up and I think you need a permit for something like that. <laughs> what in what? Why, why is this person that popular? He's like one of the top Twitch guys. I can't remember his name. I don't know. I don't subscribe to Twitchers. Yeah, dude. I just subscribed to 99 nerds. There you go. We don't. Uh, so we're n- so we don't subscribe to anything on Twitch. We're not paying attention to that. We um, are hardly seeing any movies anymore. <laughs> We're not watching anything new on Disney Plus. We're not excited about superhero movies. <laughs> we Dave's more worried about catching up on ten-year-old shows. Yeah, yeah. and um, even upcoming stuff we like completely dismiss, like Blue Beetle. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the state that we're at. I feel like we maybe need to redefine what it means to be a nerd. Shoot, what else can be nerdy besides media? Uh, Squishmallows. Magic the Gathering, boys. MTG. Oh, Sean, what happened with Magic the Gathering? Oh, yeah, that's right. I've been talking about... Uh, so the Wizards of the Coast went full of Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. and they released a one-of-one one card yep. for their new Lord of the Rings set. The One Ring the to one Ring. That's a serialized version of the card that is... There's exactly one in the world. Finally f- was found in Canada. Oh, they, they always do that. <laughs> 
What do you mean they always do that? Who's th- it's one, always canon. One, eh? one who's they, and what's that? Everything. Okay. Everything that could be good. Justin Bieber. You know how mad I was when I found out he's from Canada. <laughs> we didn't even make that. Bring it back, Sean. Yeah. So it came back. Uh, it was found in Canada, and you know who just bought it? Who? For two million dollars. What? Eminem. Post Malone. Is he from Canada? That's not the right question to ask. You know (laughs) why Post Malone is elite? Why is that? His name's Austin. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's the name of his album, not his name. Hit that googs. Well, anyway, Post Malone is a huge Magic the Gathering nerd. So, uh, in all things considered, I think it's actually a, you know, my my intention was American rapper. Oh my gosh. (laughs) My intention was if I found the One Ring, I was going to take a trip to New Zealand and throw it in a volcano. That's right. But uh, I'm glad in all. At the end of it, somebody else found it, and uh, they made a lot of money off of it. And of all the people to own it, now it's uh, a guy who is, I mean, he's a goofy guy who obviously loves the game a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, in hindsight, it's pretty cool that he would have a one-of-a-kind card like that to uh, enjoy. Now, TZ said he's going to throw it in a volcano. Was that misinformation? I mean, who knows what's on that guy's heart right now? Dude. Yeah, literally. You know, our wives were conspiring against us. For what? <laughs> to get Post Malone tickets? Yeah, we almost got it. It was on our anniversary. He was in town. Wait, conspiring against? Yeah. Like, as in you wanted to get them and they found a way to sabotage that? No, like, I was boycotting I would Post Malone in concerts as a whole. Why? Because I'm, I'm done. You're done with a lot. I'm like, done, dude. dude. Uh, I'm, so, like, okay, we're going to add that to the list, too. No <laughs> concerts. Dude, Dave, with the actually, Dave, I went to the, the Elenium act- concert with the actors strike. What else are you in the writer strike? What else are you going to do? Dang, mm. we're gonna have to go start going to plays or something. Yeah, my eyes can't be entertained. My ears need to be. No, you went to Elenium. Oh, yeah, I went to the Elenium concert and I realized I actually kind of like concerts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> concerts Dude, are fun. No, it was wild, man. I'm not into like EDM, but now I am. Right. <laughs> When that flame first hit on the drop, dude, I went, oh, this is really cool. Lenium is good. You're, um, you're a complex person, Dave. Dude, I like what I like. All right. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll take you to court. I uh, I was talking to uh, an employee who he went also to the Lenium concert. I saw him. It, it was a while ago, and I was like, I really like this one guy. I don't know if he's big or not. It's like Elium or something. <laughs> he's like, oh, Elenium? I'm like, yeah, I'm an idiot. He's like, he's uh, basically the biggest name in EDM. I'm like, oh, I don't know if he's even popular, but I like him. That's funny. And then I felt pretty What dumb. makes one the biggest name in EDM? Just like <sighs> hype concert. Font size. Font size. Okay. Biggest name. Oh. It <laughs> <laughs> was good. <laughs> yeah. Sean slowly realizes. Austin Richard Post. Told you. Six foot 28. He's six foot 28 inches. <laughs> no, six foot 28 years old. Uh. <laughs> he reminds me of a Cheeto. A Cheeto? Uh, yeah, I don't know why. That's a very random thing to say. Did you guys watch that Flaming Hot Cheeto documentary? The no movie? way. No, I didn't. I didn't watch it. I just know that there is one. I yeah. know it was a janitor yeah. who came up with it. They made it's a movie, I think. So no here's way. maybe it is a movie. Yeah, I think it is. Um, so drama. can we uh, real quick? Can we talk about uh, what I think might be a troubling trend going on right now? Sure. Which is the idea of making movies that attempt to dramatize product development. Mm. Like remember the. Um, Air Jordan movie that came out a little right. while ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now it's like, oh, the Flaming Hot Cheeto movie. Right. Right. And it's like, you guys realize no matter what, these movies are us- essentially about a product. Yeah. That is, inc- that are, they're actively encouraging you to buy. Yep. Barbie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Toy story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention how that Elementals completely bombed for Pixar. Elemental? Yeah, it it's, did. I think so. Because it's I wouldn't almost, be surprised if it underperformed. It's almost like Pixar has played out the "what if blank had emotions." They've played it out too much, and now people are done. 
Yeah. Cars. What if cars had emotions? <laughs> what if planes had emotions? What if toys had emotions? Well, I will what's say, a plane movie? It's called Airplanes. It's a spinoff of cars. Wasn't it like straight to DVD? Yeah. I know JJ the jet plane from our Dude, childhood. That was a good from one. From your childhood. I did not watch JJ. You watched it with me. I had nothing else to do that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. Well, it's like, okay, the elemental movie. Yeah. I can remember the first time I saw that trailer. I'm like, are you sure this hasn't been made before? Right. Literally. I feel like this is obvious. I feel like this is not an original idea. What if emotions had emotions, Sean? Yeah. Nothing's original, dude. Let me say this. I once read something yeah. online that actually very much helped give me a better perspective on this, which is that what we don't care about is originality. What we, what we seek is novelty. Mm. It's not originality. It's novelty. Well, I was going to say the MCU, I feel like has lost its novelty. Indeed. And, and DC is just too, or late. they have they they squander the opportunity for it. Like we talked about with quantum mania. Yeah. Okay. You guys are in the quantum realm. This is like an exotic, weird environment where you could try all sorts of things. Right. And yet it all felt so not interesting. Yeah. Meanwhile, you go see a movie like way of water. Hmm. And it like focuses heavily on the world. It like it puts a lot of experimentation and stuff. For sure. Um, an- another note is the, what I enjoyed a lot about the movie Oppenheimer is I could have watched a three hour movie of those guys just sitting around discussing how to build an atomic bomb. Yeah. Because that's like interesting to me. It's like Mythbusters. Mm. Drawn the drawn on the the blue sheet of paper with the white marker that kind of thing. Mythbusters is. The- Elite. So that's the kind of stuff we need more of in uh, in media. I think Game of Thrones is good at that. Okay, dude. Like, I, I don't want to ruin anything. I'm never gonna watch it, Sean. Well, anything. like any listener that might be going through, it's such an old show. The at show this is, point, you're done. There are <laughs> Sean just broke there down might, Oppenheimer. There you might can talk be about there it. might be a billion people on this planet who are younger than Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're ve- I was on the edge of my seat. A lot what kind during of seat the show. Are you sitting in, I just got a new couch from Costco. Nice, Thomasville. Is it a sectional? Yeah. Does it have the middle part? Uh, it has a. Did uh, you get the whole wrap job or just like? A, <laughs> no, it's an L. It's like okay. an eight foot by eight foot. I see. I think. What'd you do with your old couch? Sold it. To who? Some chump <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> we paid two hundred for it. And we sold for one. <laughs> Some sucker who got caught holding the bag. I could just so see you like get wrecked <laughs> inside the couch. You know how there's like the fabric underneath inside. It's just like full of like popsicle sticks, like <laughs> cheese stick wrappers, <laughs> Dunkaroos containers. You got those at Costco right now. Dunkaroos. They do. I saw that. Um, Tempting. Costco's such a great place, dude. Dude. Slice of pizza, hot dog, and a water. They just added a three bucks roast beef sandwiches to their. What? <laughs> I'm going. They're like ten bucks though. Oh no! They're they not. just need to add subs, and they'll we'll probably be better than Nabella's. But <laughs> <laughs> number five, roast beef sandwich. <laughs> That's actually I've never seen that, dude. I follow this. I, this is going way off the rails. We're I, talking about novelty. That's the so, that's the topic. Costco is so novel. That's the that's the theme of this episode. I follow this account called Costco Does It Again or something. Uh, I'm also in a Costco group on Facebook, and like people will go to Costco's in like Japan and like Norway and take pictures of all the stuff they have there, and it's just like I want to be there so bad. I don't know what any of this stuff is. What kind of weird things do they have in J- Japanese Costco? I mean, just like. Tons of stuff that I don't know what it is. <laughs> Just a bunch of like matcha flavored stuff. The matcha. one, the one in uh, was it Sweden or maybe it was Switzerland? They had like so many desserts, so many chocolate type things. It's like, is seventy percent of the store just dessert? Maybe it was France. I don't know. But anyway, the Costco near us, I feel like, has no rhyme or reason to its layout at all. No. Well, that's it's the like, point. It's like, here's all these shirts. Right. And then, like, turn 90 degrees to your right. Okay, there's all the fish. For sure. Yeah. They want to make it a maze and a puzzle so that every time you show up, it's a little bit different and you feel like you got to go down every aisle. And then you spend $190 on a pitching wedge. Oh, it's a it's an adventure. It is. Every time. It sure is. 
but that's you know that's my life speaking of hot cheeto they uh they just we were a while ago yeah what what did they do (laughs) costco uh just brought the uh hot cheeto big bags oh i've never seen that in my life oh no and emily told me no (laughs) so when she wasn't looking i put it in the cart and then i put something she likes on top of it and i said look look at what i found i got this for you she's like oh but beneath it that's what i really want did you get it yeah how much of it is gone i haven't started yet (laughs) how many days has it been in your house just a couple hours oh wow yeah it's fresh but when I go home, <laughs> you better believe. God, I'm but no, going dude, in. Game of Thrones is great. <laughs> Transition on point. It's good. Um, the the show, uh, like I was saying, you're on edge. That's how. That's where we were. That's right. You're on edge <laughs> of the seat. So enough about Costco. I shouldn't have asked that question. Um, dude, Jon Snow is the best thing that's ever happened to the show. And it's like, <laughs> you, you start to like certain characters, and then they kill them off, and it's like, oh. But Jon Snow has made it the farthest, mm. and he's the most honorable dude. And Ned Stark's an honorable man, but it's like, oh, you got an illegitimate son. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like the the gray area. The skeletons in his closet. Oh sure, man! Sure. So the wife of Ned Stark hates Jon Snow because it's not her kid. So she treats him like crap. Right. So he just wants to be like a Stark, but he's not. They don't give him that last name. Right. He's Jon Snow. So just like Pepper Potts. This whole story is like, I'm gonna go. Uh, give my life to the night's watch and defend the gate and then he works his way up the ladder and the leadership there hates him and treats him like crap and makes him do all the dirty stuff like i don't know make their food and stuff and they just treat him awful (laughs) but he's like the most even keeled person the Mm -hmm. smartest person the best sword fighter he's Mm -hmm. like the best he he earns his way to lord commander he becomes lord commander um he fights white walkers he beats one. Um, Good job. He comes back and he realizes. Do you know what a White Walker is, Austin? I've seen pics. Yeah, I don't fully understand their capabilities or what the genesis of them is. They're bad guys. Oh, That's don't. all you need to know. I don't like those, dude. He's like, like I'm. Listen, I'm married to a woman. You are. But John Snow is a good-looking dude. Don't, don't go for it. I would like him <laughs> to be a superhero. Oh, I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. I think he'd be a better Blue Beetle. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, he, dude, his story is so good. Um, he's just a good dude. He, so, okay. <laughs> this guy works his way up to Lord Commander. Yeah. He makes a lot of hard decisions. Sure. And then there comes a point, his men come to him and say, your uncle who died in season one, even though it's season six, is alive. He's at the gate. He's, he's made it back. Somehow he, he's been alive all this time. And he's like, what? Oh, yeah, he, you got to come check it out. So he goes to check it out. And there's a sign in front of the gate that says traitor. And he's like, what? And then they all start stabbing him, Jon Snow. And all of them are stabbing him one by one saying for the Night's Watch because he made a hard decision that they didn't agree with. So you're like, literally, I was on, I was so angry because up to this point, this show is not a feel good show. Right. Everybody you get attached to dies in a gruesome way. So they stabbed this guy and I legitimately told Emily, I'm done. I'm not watching this show. I'm done. Someone had to die. (laughs) Apparently they all do. I, I gave up. I said that I'm so sick of how they're treating me emotionally. Yeah. Um, but she convinced me I need to keep watching. So two episodes later, he comes back to life. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but know, no, I've watched enough CW shows to know that if you just hang around, they'll come back. I, I just want to say, though, the best part of Game of Thrones so far, the, the I laughed out loud at this part because I thought it was just great writing. You've got these two groups of people, the people who guard the wall and the people who are north of the wall. They're considered wildlings. Sure. These people don't get along. They're supposed to guard the pe- guard the gate from these wildlings. Right. Okay. There comes a point Jon Snow realizes we need to become friends with the wildlings because we need enough men to defeat the White Walkers. Mm. He's like, it's not about uh, these stupid night watch versus the wildlings. It's more about the living versus the dead. Um, the living need to come together to fight the dead because he's seen what the dead can do. So he tells the Night's Watch, I'm going to let them through the gate, 
even though they've never been through the gate. Mm. The Night's Watch has always stopped wildlings from coming. So John Watch or John Snow bridges the gap between these two fighting peoples. So the Night's Watch gets mad. They kill him. Right. Shoot. Well, anyway, before that happens, the wildlings attack the wall. Okay. John Snow has a thing with a girl who's a wildling. Uh oh. They fall in love. It's actually his wife in real life. Well, look at that. Actor and actress. So it's kind of cool. But he falls in love with a wildling, which is a no no. Sure. As a man of the Night's Watch, you're not supposed to fall in love. You. Um, the Night's Watch, you, you surrender your life to. You know, what they're watching. So there's a war between the Night's Watch and the Wildlings. Mm-hmm. Some of the Wildlings sneak attack the Night's Watch. They climb over the, the gate where nobody's guarding, and then they raid a village, mm. and they kill everybody in the village, and then they're going to um, attack the Night's Watch from the south while the people from the north attack from the north. Kind of so, reminds me of Lord of the Rings Rise to War mobile game. Yes. Keep I was going to say it reminds me of that scene from the Two Towers where the Urukai are pillaging all the village across uh, oh. Rohan and there was like the little boy and his sister who escaped on the horse. So that's exactly where I'm getting. Nice. So Jon Snow was, long story short, him and this wildling girl fell in love, whatever. But then he goes back to the Night's Watch. She attacks the village and she kills everybody in the village and there's this scene of this mom and her son and she's like oh my gosh they're killing us all you need to hide and then she dies so this kid runs and he hides and his name is Ali so Ali is scared watching everybody oh my gosh he's watching everybody die around him Ali don't listen to this episode (laughs) so wildlings take over this village but this kid survives and he sneaks away and goes to the night's watch and he's like they just killed my whole village they're coming oh my gosh so, so Johnson was like, we're going to take you in. We're going to protect you. You're going to be okay. Um, and he's like, I'm not, I, I'm good with a bow and arrow, but I can't fight with a sword. I'm like, okay, whatever you can do. Shot, Mickey. So fast forward, the wildlings come in, they're fighting the night's watch in their camp and, uh, everyone's dying left and right. And this kid's hiding. And Jon Snow encourages him, Ollie, you need to be brave. You need to pick up a bow and do what you can. Like, like the shot, Mickey. So Jon Snow's fighting like the leader of the wildlings and he barely beats the guy like he should have died. He, he barely beats him. And then as he beats him right behind him, you can see the wildling girl he loves has got her bow and her arrow knocked fully drawn about to end Jon Snow. You're with them now. So they have this moment. Jon Snow's like, shoot, shoot me. <laughs> And then all of a sudden the girl dies and you look over and Ollie shot her and goes, and it's just this full circle moment where it's like, dude, the one person you shouldn't have killed, <laughs> he kills Jon Snow's girl. Oh man. It's the, it is the funniest like full circle moment. What a betrayal. So you're telling me there's a show where people come back from the dead and Ollie is really good with a bow and arrow. Sounds like green arrow to me. Not even close. <laughs> I've seen Green Arrow. I've seen enough. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good parallel. Dang. So that's one of my favorite parts. But good anyway, part. fast forward, Jon Snow gets killed by the Night's Watch. He gets brought back to life. Was it because he let the people in? Yes. Mm. Who's the one who dealt the final blow, though, Dave? Ali. Because <gasps> they, the Wildlings like killed Ali's village, and Ali's like, how could you let them oh, in? Oh, he realizes that he was the reason that they got let in. Gotcha. So then he delivers the final blow, <laughs> kills Jon Snow. Nice. So then, how old is this kid? Probably like nine. I would say ten. So I've got three years. Ten year old. He's ten. I got four years. So <laughs> John Snow comes back to life and he kills. He hangs everybody that killed him. Oh dang! <laughs> but even Ollie. The best part, and this is where I'm at in the show. Yeah, yeah. The Night's Watch is a life sentence. Mm. You give up your life. Right, right. John Snow died. Oh, he came back the guys and they're like all right lord commander what's next and he goes my watch has ended and you're like you're right now he can go do whatever and he's the best character so he can get involved with everything else nice so uh yeah good loophole his story is amazing i love john snow i'm glad i'm glad you love him i hear everybody loves him he's the aragorn he's the he's just a good dude he goes back and takes his home winterfell um, from Ramsey, who is the worst character in the whole show. Like from Prince of Egypt? Yes. Nice. No, I don't even know what that means, but 
Ramsey. Um, one of the worst parts when I was on the edge of my seat, this is where I was getting <laughs> all that for this. Ramsey captures Jon Snow's little brother. Mm. Jon Snow's like, all right, it's war. Right. So at the battle, when they meet each other, Ramsey sends his brother out to him and says, run as fast as you can to get to your brother. Oh, no. And while he's running, Ramsey just takes a bow and arrow. And as he gets to Jon Snow, gets shot with a bow and arrow. Dang. Jon Snow just goes nuts. Dude, I love when people go nuts. Someone had to go. Wait a minute. Is a lot of people get killed by bows and arrows in this show, huh? Yes. I mean, how efficient is a sword then? Well, Jon Snow kills a lot of people with a sword, too. Oh, there you go. Plot armor. Once you've died once, you don't really give a dang. That's true. Got nothing to lose. Yeah. Fear the man who has nothing to lose. The Rover starring... And God then, Lee. <laughs> us, you want to know the biggest shock where I'm at right now? Bring it. Ned Stark was best friends with the king, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ned Stark kept a secret. Uh-oh. Jon Snow is the king's illegitimate son, not his. Ned Stark's an honorable man. He wouldn't do that. Mm. So I, you just find out Jon Snow is actually an heir to the throne. The only legitimate heir to the throne at this point in the show. Hashtag Aragorn parallels just keep firing. I am a prince. He is a prince. So, John is on his way to maybe becoming the king. Jonathan. Jonathan, you dog. Sean, what do you think about all this GOT action? Um, I'm wondering, Dave, what is it about the show that you find so rewarding to your soul? Even though it's it's got all these negative things happening in it. I just bored them. I'm bored. <laughs> I need something to do. Do you think it's there's something about watching people die that makes you appreciate being alive? Yeah. Dang. Maybe maybe that could be said about a lot of conflict in movies and stories. It yeah. teaches us. Don't trust nobody. There's consequences for your actions. Yeah. Save one life, might lose another. There's, there's never, not always a happy ending. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes making the right choice is the hardest choice, and sometimes making the right choice doesn't mean you can win at the end. Yeah, that's deep. That is deep. I just asked ChatGPT what what it thought about the Game of Thrones. <laughs> what it say? Um. It, it said a lot of negative things about the end of the show. Well, don't I, ruin I, it for I, me, I, I please. Okay. I think I got 13 episodes left. Oh, man. You're going to be so disappointed. That's what everybody's saying. Um, Sean, what kind of movie shows are you about these days? Um, I tend to find myself watching or rewatching a lot of the movies we talk about. Yeah. Like Oppenheimer for the 17th time. Yeah. Or... um. There was like, a, I don't, uh, not too many episodes ago, we kind of like referenced something about Jurassic Park and I'm like, I'm going to rewatch Jurassic Park. Here's, here's a question for you, Sean. As somebody who goes to the movies a lot, what is your like movie going routine? What do you eat or drink before? Ooh. During? Do you get snacks? Are you a popcorn guy? Are you a candy? Are you straight water? Are you like McDonald's in your back pocket type of guy? <laughs> Put the are Mediterranean you- <laughs> food in your coat. And like for totally forget your salad dressing the whole time. It was in my coat because I hid it. That's a great question. Um, I don't really like to. I would enjoy eating during a movie, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, sitting in the seat is not like a comfortable way to eat. Yeah, true. Kind of need a, like a mini tray table or something. Very true. And um, I also don't want to like eat too much or drink too much and then like have to go to the bathroom. I Word. mean, I, I've almost never had to leave a movie to go to the bathroom. You're a better man than I am. Well, just because I, I kind of expect like I would like to watch the whole movie. I don't want to miss any part of the movie to go to the bathroom. Right. Especially if it's like some awful evil biological terror bathroom at the theater. Don't know what's been going on in there. Yeah. Word. But uh, I usually kind of like to absorb the movie as best as I possibly can. Mm. And um, there's times, I mean, I see a lot of movies by myself, which um, I think uh, obviously I enjoy seeing with people, but when I see it by myself, I also like 
being able to kind of just process it on my own. It's actually funny. I was running late from work and a big group of friends was going to go to Applebee's for dinner. And then we were going to go see a movie after I got to Applebee's late. When I got there, they were already gone. They were already at the theater. Uh Oh, so then we get to the theater and I'm like, what are you guys seeing? And they're like, oh, we're already in the theater. We're seeing, I think it was Twilight. Like the third one or whatever. And I, rem- I'm like, I remember this story. And I'm like, skip that. I don't want to see it. So I saw 007 Casino Royale or no uh, Skyfall. It was 007 Skyfall. And by the time <laughs> I never saw them because I got to Applebee's late <laughs> and then they were already in the theater seeing Twilight. And I said, skip that. I'm going to see 007. And then their movie ended before mine and they all just went home. <laughs> and I texted them all saying, or this was a lot of fun, guys. We should do this more often. <laughs> One time, a group of us were all going to go to some like event, uh, and uh, we got there and found out that they like they canceled it because of like Labor Day or something. Like we just totally weren't even paying attention that the place was closed. So then we're like all in our cars in the parking lot. Like, I guess we'll go see a movie, and we went and saw the movie Hell or High Water, uh, which is a very good film. Mm. hadn't hadn't heard didn't know a single thing about it. Never watched a trailer. Sometimes being able to walk into a movie like that is pretty cool. Yeah. Dave, do you see movies by yourself ever? I don't think I've ever done that. Wow, Mr. Popular over here. No, I'm just, I don't know. I don't like being alone, I guess. Dang. And yet I love it. You're uh, a complicated <laughs> I'm conflicted. <dynamic. laughs> I'm never happy. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, bro. I don't know if I mentioned, um, I'm going to be seeing... Oppenheimer a fifth time. What? No way. <laughs> when are you going to see it? I will be seeing it in it, 70, 70 millimeter. millimeter. See, I thought 15 the, perforation IMAX. I don't know what that means. We didn't talk about 15 perforation. Sorry. Does that mean it's it's the it's the highest quality of the film you can see? I thought the fourth time you saw it was the 70. No, I've seen it in Dolby twice and IMAX twice. Which is better? If I go see it a one time. Which Dol- one should I see? Dolby. Go Dolbs. Yeah. So nicer the, seats, and then so the newt can just rattle my brain. Yeah. There's something about them seats just rattling you. They go, Dude, yeah. Those Dolbys go hard. Blow me up. I want them to re-release Batman featuring Robert Pattinson so I can re-see it in Dolby again. There you go. Yeah. And that gonna- Mustang can just rattle my bones. <laughs> That's right. That was good. That scene's so hard. I actually, speaking of Batman, I saw a recut of the Ben Affleck scene in Flash when he's kind of on the bridge and he's got the you know it's like there's a big explosion and he flies up and then he grapples the car. What there's already footage of this available? <sighs> Dude yeah they, Well, uh, I already edited the episode Well go back dang it uh-huh. but they redid it and it was just with the classic Batman music in the background and the scene goes 10 times harder with that classic Batman music in the background. What's the classic Batman music? Like bum, Adam West? Bum, or? Bum, bum. Oh, like just the from the Batman. Anim- the, yeah, from the from okay. the animated series. Oh, from the animated series. You yeah. know what I'm gonna do next week? I'm gonna do top five Batman cowl outfits. All of it, the whole package. Video games, animated series, real life. Okay. Me. I didn't like that. That's me next episode. Top five Batman. Are you gonna wear your Batman costume? <sighs> I don't have one yet. Okay. Go ahead. Um, that scene from the Flash. Yeah, I I thought it was weird. It was. it was like super CGI. Yes, didn't care for it. Few did. Dave, that was the whole movie. Yeah, uh, points. <laughs> I didn't care for the movie. <laughs> well, are we talking about the scene where Gal Gadot got paid who knows how much money to be there for like thirty seconds flat? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And her voice is always just so like down here. Just like not really excited about her being there. Oh, that's right. In the the episode we lost, <laughs> I got I, t- I was talking about Wonder Woman. That's right. And remember, I was talking about Wonder Woman is not a superhero. Yes. In her movie, that's right. In her movie, she spends the entire story trying to track down a villain who she has convinced herself is the God of War. She's wrong, by the way. Right. So this entire quest is delusional, vengeant rage mm-hmm. that is completely misguided. She's also finding herself intertwined in a political landscape that she is 
completely unqualified for. It's World War One. She has no idea what's going on or what she's doing. <laughs> and she just assumes I'm going to run onto a battlefield. Oh, those are the bad guys. Yeah, I'll just go beat them up into a pulp. It's like, lady, it's not that simple. Okay? <laughs> this is a complicated conflict. Yeah. You're not a hero. You're no. a liability. <laughs> All right? And then the the movie, the hero of this story, finally catches up to the villain at the end. She gets into a battle with him because, you know, by the way, she's a superhuman. So if she fought him one-on-one, -on -one, that would last like about five seconds. Mm -hmm. But instead, they like contrive this whole thing of he gets superpowers somehow and fights her. Okay, you've defeated the villain. Good job, Diana. Good job, Wonder Woman. Now what are you going to do? So she executes him. Yeah. She gives like some like, I am judge, jury, and executioner monologue to him real quick. And then she just stabs him. <laughs> and then she gets all and then she gets all bothered by like, why are they still fighting? What is I don't understand. I I killed the bad guy. It's like it's it should be over, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this is a disaster. You're a murderer. You're a bad person. And this all this conversation got struck up because we found out that they might be making a Wonder Woman three with Gal Gadot, and they're gonna and they're gonna move forward. Remember, you were talking about Disney, Disney, Daisy Ridley, and how on like day one of onset for Force Awakens, somebody said like, "Ooh, that your acting was a little wooden," and it like, like devastated her. Gal Gadot is so wooden. Like every appearance she has is more and more wooden. Of just like, does she even want to be here? But I said. I actually liked Wonder Woman, and then you you mentioned all of that, and then I said, I might have forgotten about the last 20% of that movie. <laughs> the first 80's pretty good, but yeah, that movie did not. And then it gets even more complicated, because then her absurd theory that there's a god of war is then immediately justified later, because it's the weird mustache guy shows up. Yeah. And he's like... That's right, Diana. It was me the whole time. Classic. They didn't need me to manipulate them to go to war. I just ever so slightly pushed them in that direction. Yeah. And I'm like, the themes of this movie are so shallow and trivial and don't actually mean anything. Right. And this is like... I don't know, this This is actually so out of touch and insensitive to a very significant and meaningful conflict in the world. And um, so she fights the supervillain in some big CGI mud fest. Yeah, it was a mess. You don't see anything. It's just brown, black things happening on a screen. She beats the villain. No, before she beats the villain, he like presents this, like whatever her name is, Dr. Poison or something, which is a, oh, yeah. a thing. He like presents her helpless on the ground like you can kill her Diana I'm like look even whether she does or doesn't it doesn't matter she already failed the test like this we're, we're too far gone yeah okay I don't care she's lost she's not a hero no she's a bad person I agree yeah and that's why she is presented as a very happy very encouraging optimistic bimbo for all those other movies because it's DC desperately trying to backtrack. Mm. Desperately trying to make this character likable. Yeah. But they can't. I didn't see the second one. I won't be tricked. I heard it was good. By you. That you told me it was the good. The second one is nobody. <laughs> but they like no, fight a mall or something. Nobody told <laughs> they you the second. Fight a mall? <laughs> In a mall. Oh. Nobody told you the second movie is good. No, they didn't. I made that up. Well, we'll see what happens. Shout out Bill. Bill's been powering through all of our episodes. We appreciate you spreading the spreading the good news about 99 Nerds. If I had merch to give you, I would. Shout out to your brother, Chris. Shout out to Chris. Nice comment on the last episode. You know, his greatest fear is he's not ladder match ready at any point in his life, and he may lose custody of his children, much like Rey Mysterio did to Eddie Guerrero in uh, SummerSlam. Uh, that was a canon event for him. Did you shout out What's his face? Zink. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Aaron Zink. You can cut out me saying that. A friend of the show was uh, was was hyping us up. We appreciate it. Honestly, when somebody is excited about 99 Nerds, it gets me excited about what I'm doing here. Right? Yeah. 
Honestly, all I want to do is make anyone happy for just a moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, all right, I guess I'll come next Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Getting David's here been a struggle. No, we we appreciate anybody who's listening, anybody who's watching. Um, Get Gertie on the line. Tell her to subscribe, like, comment, post, retweet. I don't really tweet much. Nobody's on our Twitter. It's fine. Threads. That's what all the kids are doing nowadays. Nobody's on threads anymore. It was like a hot button thing for 12 seconds. Threads is gone. But can, we'll have can, it. Can Twitter just be gone too? Uh, you it mean, is. Do X. you mean X? Can it just be gone as well? It could be. I just. What if I told you? I wouldn't believe you. What if I told you <laughs> that, you know, the proliferation of AI mm. where uh, images you won't be able to trust for much longer, video you won't be able to trust for much longer, copy written text you won't be able to trust for much longer. What if I told you? Thank God. Well, all we can all just put our phones down then. <laughs> yeah, honestly, dude. Don't have to. I don't have to worry about what's real and what's not. I can just put the phone away and oh look, everything's real again. It's a good call, Sean. All right, well that's gonna wrap up episode forty-four. We can't wait for forty-five. We're gonna come in hot. I'm gonna have that top five Batman list, and Sean's gonna be ready, and David's gonna be here probably. And we love you guys. Thank you for listening to episode forty-four. Um, peace, peace, peace.